0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. I mentioned yesterday on 2020, in the hour after Focus on the Family, we aired a speech that Senator Eric Abetz made on Saturday night at the dinner held in Melbourne that honoured both Peter and Jenny Stokes from Salt Shakers. Well, we mentioned that Uh, There's going to be some change at the end of this year for Peter and Jenny, but let's get a reflection on that dinner from Saturday night, a significant dinner on Saturday night, honouring both uh, Peter and Jenny. And Jenny Stokes joining us for our regular Thursday catch-up. Hello, Jenny. Welcome along to 2020.
1: Good to be with you again.
0: Well, congratulations. I think everything went according to plan as far as I heard from the dinner on Saturday night, Jenny Stokes. Uh, what are your best reflections as people gathered to honour you and your husband, Peter?
1: Well, I think the first thing I need to say is that um, it, the way that we've always reproached this ministry is that it's not about Peter and Jenny Stokes. And and it's sort of ironic that, you know, we come to an end of a de- an era and and it seemed that well, salt shakers is Peter and Jenny Stokes, and so they they seem to be one and the same. But even in the little report that I've prepared and just posted on our website, um, I sort of said, look, whatever has been done, you know, really dragging us into ministry. Probably even at the beginning, we were both happy in doing other jobs. Peter was driving tour coaches uh, all around Victoria, taking tourists around and being, you know, really nice to people. And and that was sort of what we were doing. I was a teacher and. Uh, this wasn't something that we set out to do or plan to do but God really prompted us to do that with things that were happening just initially to start writing a little piece for our church bulletin and prior to that actually joining a campaign to try and stop gaming machines going into our local shopping center right next to this children's play area and the the restaurants and the cinema so that was sort of the background of which we came into this we really didn't know a lot about the issues and yet we felt that God was saying look Christians need to know what's happening And they also need to be able to know what to do about that. You know, we can't just sit back and wring our hands. There are things we can do. And so that's really the prompting of that. And so even in my little piece today, I've said, look, whatever's happened um, in the ministry, um, the enabling of people, the finances enable us to happen has all been a result of God prompting people um, to actually get involved and take action. So that's our, our first thing that we'd say.
0: Well, I think people can hear. And one of the things that we love about you is that you have had a certain level of humility in the things that you and Peter have done. And you know what the test of humility is, is when you feel a little bit uncomfortable when people start standing up and saying nice things about you.
1: Yeah, well, it was a little uncomfortable the other night, but (laughs) it was was nice, and I didn't actually burst into tears, so that was a good thing.
0: (laughs) Well, there was a couple of keynote speakers I mentioned, and for those who were listening yesterday in the hour after Focus on the Family, I mentioned we played the speech that was made by Senator Eric Abetz. Now... Did he speak first or did Dr. Stuart Robinson speak first?
1: Uh, Eric Eric spoke first. Eric um, spoke
0: first. All right, well, yes. we, we played that speech. And as I understand it, the speech by Dr. Stuart Robinson wasn't recorded. We won't be able to bring that to listeners. But what if we reflect, well, I want to talk about some of the elements of the speech that Senator Eric Abetz made, but uh, reflect for us for a few moments on some of those things that Dr. Stuart Robinson spoke about.
1: Well, yes, I think that's important and the reason we chose to have them in that order and I think um that's that's interesting is that we were talking about both the political and the spiritual and 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 in yet in both cases both Eric and Stuart reflected on both of those because we really can't separate how we actually live and act in this world um from you know what we might call faith or the spiritual component they're all part of one aspect of our Christian worldview. So both of them actually reflected on that. But uh, certainly Stuart, um, as a pastor, he was our pastor at Crossway Baptist Church, or Blackburn Baptist before that, for 28 years. So we've known Stuart very well. And when we felt that God was prompting us to do something in this area, he encouraged us with that. And it wasn't very long before we became an independent organization so that we were free to make statements, to put out um, things without having to be under a church's banner, which is quite a different banner to a you know, political action group, if you like, or a group where we're encouraging Christians and teaching them about what's happening in the nation. So Stuart had been uh, part of that, and he'd previously spoken to our dinner on the issue of Islam, which is where he spends much of his time traveling around the world, speaking and uh, and teaching on the issue uh, of the impact of Islam. And he was, of course, the author of Mosques and Miracles, and uh, that was quite a significant book in how we actually relate to Islam and what God's doing um, among Muslims around the world.
0: Well, a special note to pastors and leaders in local church life, Uh, when you... Uh, encourage someone to step out of the boat and do something significant. You just never know who you're encouraging, and you might be encouraging another Peter and Jenny Stokes. And uh, oh, so, just well, to pick up on that, uh, because that wasn't—that's uh, actually really important to reflect on, Jenny. And uh, well, these,
1: that's right? Uh, can I just say that when, Stuart, when Peter went to actually see Stuart at the at the very start of that, he said, "You know, I've been praying for three years." that somebody would come and say that to me, that they were really feeling prompted by God. So Stuart had actually been praying in advance that somebody would pick up this mantle of interacting with the community, seeing what is happening, showing the church what to do and showing them how to actually respond and how to take action. And he, he added at the point, which was interesting at the time because uh, you know we've been doing other things in the church. i had been in family life ministries. Uh, Peter had been on the finance board at the church. So we've been doing other things but not this and he said I I think that you're the right couple to do that so um, that was a fairly bold statement for him to say to us personally at the time but you know I think even now he would say yes that's actually played out.
0: It's amazing isn't it how all of those things that we're involved in and at church life level or uh, involved in other ministries that have a wider reach into the community those things are like preparation that God is doing in our lives for a day when it may come uh, that you are stepping out of the boat and you are doing something significant, something that can grow to the level of influence that Soul Shakers has.
1: Well, I, I think that's right. And, um, you know, I need to say something about your, your phrase, stepping out of the boat. And really, that was a really significant phrase when it came to us being involved in this full-time ministry. And uh, at the time, I think we just started, I remember being in a church home group, And we'd just started, we were still doing it on a part-time basis. Peter was, you know, we were struggling with the extra workload that that involved, but we were still doing our full-time jobs. And one of our, one of the people in our home group, in fact, he's been our board treasurer for many, many years now, so it's interesting how that worked out. He actually had a a CD that he'd brought back from America and he'd been to a black American church and they'd had a, a sermon and he was quite impacted by this sermon. And he played it for our home group and the 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 theme that, in fact, the preacher went on and on, well, over and over with the same phrase and it was get out of the boat, get out of the boat, get out of the boat. Um, and so that was really playing there and Peter was impacted but what he heard and he was as I said he was a bus driver or a coach driver at the time what he kept hearing was get out of the bus get out of the bus <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually a really significant part of how we actually came to do salt shakers is that, that that message came at that time and that Peter actually saw it as getting out of the bus. <laughs>
0: uh, that is brilliant. Look We've got to move on to some of the things that Senator Eric Abetz shared in his speech. And uh, he made a lot of great points. I mean, everything that he said was worthy of listening to. And uh, for those listeners uh, who uh, were listening yesterday, you've heard it. But you can go on to the 2020 page at vision.org.au. There is a podcast that you can access when you go to the 2020 page and you can hear the speech that Senator Eric Abetz made. And he's been a friend. Uh, To salt shakers and alongside the ministry right from the beginning, Jenny.
1: Well, that's right. So when we, I think the first year that we ever started salt shakers, we went to the national prayer breakfast that year or the following year, and I was lining up for breakfast and I happened to be standing next to Senator Erica Betts. So that's how we first first met um, the senator. We would regularly call on members of parliament. Uh, senators and members in the House of Representatives when we went to Canberra, so we would make times, and he was always happy to see us. We'd also see him in Hobart when we were there in Hobart. So we've got to know him, and particularly Peter uh, got to know him the year after that when Senator Sid Spindler, who was a Democrat senator, and he had put out a discussion paper for the Democrats on on... introducing anti-discrimination laws at a federal level. Now, this is back in 1995, and we still don't have them at this point. So 22 years later, we actually don't have these laws. And the reason we don't have them is that when he put this up, and it was a Senate inquiry, Peter and Bill Muhlenberg went along to hear it, and Erica Betts was the senator. At the time, we had a Labor government, so they were fairly supportive of this. Um, But Senator Betts was on the committee, and he actually asked, if he could meet peter they said, "Well, you talk about people who come out of the homosexual lifestyle that it 's obviously not born that way, and people have actually changed their lives. He said, "Could I meet some of those people and so Peter actually arranged a meeting for Senator Abetz to meet some of these people. And when it came to the inquiry report, Senator Abetz and the National Party MP, they prepared a minority report. And Senator Abetz actually did a personal report on meeting some of these people and saying, well, it's not fixed. It's not this genetic determination. It's actually... You know a result of other circumstances, but it can actually be changed and uh, and so that actually has influenced the Liberal Party policy for many many years and so during the time of the Howard government, they didn't go down the track of doing you know legislation to you know do this anti discrimination law and in fact senator be- uh, Senator Sid Spindler had actually wanted marriage rights for homosexuals with no exemptions for churches, and that was the key of his policy that we actually put out at the time and went right around Australia. And that time we were using faxes to send out the message. So things have changed.
0: That's right. Uh, the technology's changed. And in fact, the technology changes since you started have meant that you've had a much bigger reach than perhaps you even anticipated in those earlier days. I mean, even in those earlier days, Jenny, you were probably thinking more of local issues a lot of things that were going on in victoria and yes those opportunities for Im- imparting uh, some uh, level of contribution into those bigger issues that you're talking about federally but but the reach has gone far beyond what you might have anticipated
1: well i think that's right and and the amazing thing with technology is you never actually know what impact you're having so whether that's on email i mean we have people on our email stream who are not supportive of what we do they're out there to, you know get the information. So we would have homosexuals on our website. I've got an atheist or a skeptic on my website who gets all of our emails and occasionally writes me a response. And we have a bit of a conversation back about one of the issues that, that I may have mentioned. But we have, we have no idea really how many people are getting that. And then people will send that on. It's also being posted on the internet these days. So people are reading information that they wouldn't otherwise see. And we just pray that God uses that and just one little story we used a quote that we took from a homosexual activist where he actually said look he didn't think that this this, he didn't think that homosexuality was genetic and he said you know it's a great lifestyle we need to recruit and so then we actually when we did the quote we actually used that in brackets at the end of the quote and many years later I actually saw a testimony from a person saying look I actually had this these same sex attracted feelings I've Come out of those with God's help, and he quoted a book that we used to sell um, and recommend as one of the key books um, by Jeffrey Satanova on homosexuality. And he had this quote with the two little words re- to recruit in square brackets that we'd included. And you think, you know, he was saying that was significant for him to actually know that homosexual activists were saying it's not actually genetic. And and he was actually talking about how he'd actually found freedom, he'd found faith and, and so on in his in his letter. And we think that was actually a really special thing that God showed us, that we don't know what, what comes out of what we write, write or do, um, and yet God can
0: use that. You never know who is reading what you've written and who's listening in when you're talking. Uh, let's come back to this speech by Senator Erica Betts. Uh, one of the highlights, I thought, from the speech was the very opening words that the senator used and uh oftentimes we'll find that people acknowledge the uh, the uh, the first uh, peoples of the land uh senator abetz takes things another step further
1: well that's right and uh, i think that was very encouraging he said this evening allow me to acknowledge the owner of our nation the god of the bible and and then he went on to thank salt Shaker for the work we've done and uh, and i think that was encouraging you know Uh, they're desperate to renounce the roots of our rewarding culture, uh, our nation is, but yet Salt Shaker stands as a beacon reminding us that the freedom and wealth we enjoy as a society is not because we're a lucky country, but because we are blessed, blessed by our Judeo-Christian roots and foundations. And I thought that was... That was amazing. And he went on to talk about those Christian roots of our foundation, the importance of the Christian worldview. He talked about Alvin Schmidt's book, which is a book that we've regularly sold over the years as being a highlight to show how Christianity impacted things like education and hospitals and, you know, the right to life. All of these things are actually part of our Christian heritage, not got some secular view, and the secular view and, and Eric highlighted this the secular view actually borrows from Christianity in much of what it actually says it's about because Christianity is the foundation of all of these views, so he talked about the that the, the fact that the Christian worldview is actually the foundation of our nation and of Western society, and uh, he quoted a number of books there. I, it was just just quite an amazing speech. If you haven't heard it, we've actually got the transcript up on our website now. And I'd really encourage you to read it and reflect it and share about it. Because he, he then went on to say, look, even if Salt Shakers is closing, what they've done is shown you how to act, how to do things. So he said, keep writing those letters to the editor, do the Twitter, do the Facebook, put out the message about the issues that we're facing and the importance of Christianity, because that's what really our legacy is, we talked about legacy, is enabling other people to make that. And and our motto has always been helping Christians make a difference. So it's not about what we're doing. It's actually about enabling Christians, empowering Christians, but for you to go and you know, spread the word, to do the message, to learn about the issues. And things have changed. There's, there's lots of scope for people to find out the information. So that's been quite amazing.
0: Well, I'll encourage people to either listen to that speech or check that transcript of the speech when they go to the Salt Shakers website. And uh, running out of time here, Jenny, but uh, you had a wonderful night. Uh, it was a gathering, really, of friends. Uh, There are other ministries, and I'm thinking of Family Voice Australia. They've got some transitions coming at the end of the year as well. And uh, you have been uh, friends, colleagues of uh, Family Voice for a long time too. Uh, They were there to honour you as well.
1: Well, that's right. And certainly we've had a close relationship with David and Roz, especially on the research issues and so on. I'm often on the phone or email to to Roz about uh, things that are happening. And so it was lovely that they decided to come and uh, we asked some of those people that we've been involved in ministry with just to, to say a few words and they were one as as was phil edwards uh the ceo of vision christian media and we're very pleased to have phil there talking about um the relationship we've had and being able to speak on the radio with you neil over so many years and so uh, that was that was a special treat as well
0: right well jenny uh Let's all just, you know, I'm sure everyone around the nation who's listening into to us today would love to be able to uh, jump through the telephone, jump through the radio and uh, give you a big hug and say thank you so much for all of the great hard work that you've done. Now, I don't want to say that like this is our final conversation for the year because <laughs> we're going to be talking again next week and there might be some really heavy issues to address, but yeah, wonderful well. just, to, uh, just to take a little bit of a uh, breather today and just uh, reflect on the fact that there was a dinner on Saturday night, that it was honouring you and Peter. Well, just wonderful to be able to just pause and reflect on the good work that you've done over so many years and to uh, encourage listeners that the good work that's been done over so many years is there as an example and as something that we can all grow on beyond uh, where Salt Shakers ends, uh, that that work can continue. Jenny, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart on that dinner on Saturday night and uh, the Lord's blessing on you and Peter. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported.